in this part two of our series on activating angels, comma, Prophet Phil Rich, who is a doctor in theology and a very dear friend of ours, dives even deeper on the topic of angels in our lives and how to activate their ministry to assist you as you serve the Lord. In today's episode, we are diving into the different kinds of angels that there are, the different roles that they could fill in your life, and even things such as, you know, angels are assigned to you at birth, and different things like this that as you look over your life may cause you to have some aha moments and make some bizarre or unusual circumstances make a little bit more sense. Perhaps there was angels at work. So you're not going to want to miss this episode. Make sure, hit pause, send it to a friend, and let's jump in. It's a great one. Hi, you're listening to Java with Jen with your host, Jenna Lee Samuel. On this show, I bring the simplicity of hearing God's voice into everyday life in a no-nonsense, authentic, and super practical way. With coffee in hand and real life in our faces, let's do this. Hey guys, thanks so much for coming back to another episode here at Java with Jen. This is episode number two with Dr. Prophet Phil Rich, and he is a dear friend of mine. I introduced him in the last episode where we started this series on the ministry of angels. In the last episode, we talked about um, the purposes of angels, like the three different basic ways that they serve us. Um, They minister to us, they minister for us, and they minister with us. And then the different kinds of angels that there are, that angels are assigned at birth, um, or the purposes that they serve rather they're assigned at birth they excel in strength some different qualities and interesting um, features of angels and then in this episode we're covering the actual different types of angels that they are are and the purposes that they serve and then in the third episode we're going to talk about how you can activate angels in your life to um, fulfill the purposes of God in your life because they are there to serve us and so um, just exciting stuff prophet Phil Rich He is trained and educated in theology, and so I love um, Dr. Phil because he comes with a robust knowledge of the word and a passion for teaching the word in its unadulterated form, teaching just truth and not adding weird hype and emotionalism to it, (laughs) which I appreciate, and so, but angels are a real aspect of spiritual life, and so, hey, we need to learn about this, so Prophet Phil, thanks so much for coming back again. Thank you for having me. I've really enjoyed it. Absolutely. So our last episode was a lot of fun, had some really fun stories shared in there. So I'm looking forward to this one. And in this one, you have 11 different types of angels that you can teach us about. Now, I don't know that we'll make it through all of these because of the length of the episodes. We may make it through, I don't know, four to six of them. But for my listeners, if you'd like to get the the thorough information, he has a book about the ministry of angels. You can get it on his website, drphilrich.com. You can go find that. The link will be in the show notes down below. And so if you'd like to learn more about this, I encourage you to get his book. It's going to be kind of like almost like a Bible study. There's so much scripture in there. So it'd be something that's great to pull into your quiet time. Um, So Prophet Phil, let's dive into this. You wanted to share with us about the different types of angels that there are and how they may or may not engage in our life and in spiritual activity. And so why don't you go ahead and take us into that? Yes. Yes. As I begin to study, I begin to realize there's different types of angels. And of course, they function differently depending on uh, what they're meant to do, what they've been created to do. And and by no means is this list uh, totally exhausted. There's many other 
types of angels and I'm discovering them all the time. Mm. But we want to try to hit at least maybe four or five of them. And you can get my book to read the rest of it. The, the, the book will give you so much more information mm. and revelation that will help you just connect, just connect by faith and by your spirit with their ministry. And we don't want to neglect their ministry because I saw that in Hebrews uh, chapter two, and uh, it speaks about the ministry of angels. And it says, if you neglect this, this, you know, uh, you're, you're going to miss out on a great, you, the word is salvation. Mm-hmm. And so what it's saying is, and we're not talking about save uh, from hell here. We're talking about saved from destruction or saved from an attack or, saved from lack or saved in an accident or saved in so many ways. And so all of these things are available to us. I'm sorry. I startled. I saw, I saw your uh, assistant behind you and he scared the crap out of me. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll take that out of our episode. Go ahead. Keep going, Bill. (laughs) Okay. I think he got an emergency call and he had to run. So he Uh. was moving all at once. <laughs> I, saw, I thought I had heard something come up the stairs behind me. It sounded like Stephen coming up the stairs. And so I turned to look and then I saw him move in the background. And so my brain associated the two anyways. Okay. <laughs> okay. To, so sorry. Up. Sorry. I interrupted you. Well, there's many different types of angels and I want to mention some of them and the rest of them you can get from our book mm-hmm. and uh, you can get it on our website. Uh, drphilrich.com and in the right hand corner there's three little dots click on those and it'll pull up uh, different things you could choose from to just check out our website but also our bookstore okay and get on the bookstore and it's called the revelation of the ministry of angels and it's not like any angel book you have ever read Mm. because i'm going to talk to you about angels that people don't hear about Mm. don't understand and it'll help you. And in, and in that book, it also tells you how that you can activate their ministry so that you can receive this great salvation, this great blessing, this great uh, saving force yeah. that can save you out of situations and help you mm. and assist you uh, where you need to be assisted. So we're excited mm-hmm. about it. I want to begin with uh, the warring angels. Mm-hmm. We don't hear a lot about warring angels, but actually a verse that I mentioned in the last episode. Um, in Second Kings, chapter six, verse fifteen through uh, seventeen, and it was a situation where there was, you know, uh, an entire army surrounding the prophet uh, Elisha and and his servant, and the servant couldn't see in the spirit, and the servant was very scared, full of fear. Said, "What are we going to do?" And he prayed that the eyes of this servant would be open so he could see. And when he did, he saw warring angels, Mm. big angels, strong, a greater army, a bigger army, a more powerful army Mm. surrounding the other army. So the other army was in trouble. And so I'm thankful that there are warring angels that are available to us Mm. to war for us in situations when the enemy's throwing all out attack against us. Mm -hmm. And I think we've all experienced that, whether we knew it or not. Yeah. And then to, to know that there's warring angels available and later yeah. even, uh, tomorrow, you'll be, begin to find out how to activate their ministry. Wow. So 
and have this great salvation, this great blessing. And so, and also get the book because you'll want to go over that, I'm sure. So that's just one of those. The other one is, and this is something you don't hear about, prosperity angels. Mm. I found it in the scripture. And I want to give you some verses on it. Uh, In Genesis 31, verses 10 through 13, it came to pass at the time of the cattle conceived that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream and behold the rams which uh, leaped upon the cattle were ring strakes, speckled and grizzled. And the angel of God spake unto me in a dream saying, Jacob, he said, here am I. He said, lift up now thine eyes and see all the rams which, which leap upon the cattle are ring strength, speckled and grizzled for I have seen all that Laban has done unto thee. Mm-hmm. Now this was a situation. Uh, Jacob had served what he thought he was serving for Rachel. And he wound up with, Leah, he didn't get Rachel. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Laban really cheated him out of that. And so said, well, if you want Leah, now, Leah, now you're going to have to mm-hmm. serve another seven years. And so he did. But at the end, then Laban wasn't going to give him anything. And so he had this idea from God to say, listen, why don't you let me have all the cattle that come out with spots or what looks like a blemish, but it's not. It's just a color deviation mm-hmm. or a stripe or uh, whatever, dots, whatever whatever they come out with. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll take those because Laban had this idea that anything that wasn't just a solid color uh, was blemished, wasn't as good. So he didn't want those. Mm-hmm. And so uh, in, in this situation, uh, there was the angel of the Lord, and, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you the, another verse to back this up, because it's almost like when these, these cattle and the sheep and the different things begin to actually uh, give birth, you know, to offspring, they all had a spot. <laughs> they all had a color on them. And so look at the prosperity that God brought. But but let me give you the verse that tells you more about that it was the angels. Mm -hmm. In Genesis 24, 40, he said unto me, the Lord before whom I walk will send his angel with thee and prosper thy way. Mm -hmm. And thou shalt take a wife of my son and my kindred and of my father's house. So the angels of prosperity, which really came, and this is interesting, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, right down the line. Mm -hmm. And then in Galatians 3, it says that through faith in Jesus Christ, the blessing of Abraham comes on us as well. Mm -hmm. And part of that blessing is the prosperity that comes through those angels that have been sent to prosper. See, when when God sends an angel to prosper you, Mm -hmm. there will be great finances released. Mm -hmm. And I have a story about that because I was uh, pastoring a church in Angel, Oklahoma, Faith Center. And they didn't pay us very much, uh, though the church was not poor. The, many of the people in the church, this is back during the oil boom that happened in Oklahoma. And a lot of those people owned those oil wells, and they were making great money. The, I think the church had $200,000 in savings. Wow. The church was paid off everything. But they wanted to give us such a skimpy salary, I think $150 a week or something. And at that time, uh, that wasn't enough. For, for me to operate with my family right and so and i tried to talk to the church i said listen you know it would be nice if you guys would help us on this they said oh if you need help go get a job somewhere well they didn't realize i had a job 
and my job was the church. If you have 80 to 100 people, you're pretty well busy. Mm -hmm. And so I was busy with them all the time. And I knew that God didn't want me to do that or I wouldn't be pastoring the church very well. Mm. And so anyway, I, uh, I just began to pray about it. And uh, I went to the church and the Lord had me spend uh, several days, eight hours to 10 hours a day in prayer. And one day he said, I want you to dance before me. And back then I, uh, I was used to the Pentecostal way when the Holy Ghost hits you and, and you, you're going super fast. And that was the dance. <laughs> and you got to get the music going real good, you know? <laughs> and so the Lord said, dance before me. I said, well, Lord, there's no music. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I have to, have to feel something. I got to get something going on here, you know? And he said something to me. He said, uh, do I have to hit you with my power before you lift your hands and praise me? I said, oh, no. Mm. And I just lifted my hands. Lord, I just praise you. He said, do that with your feet. <laughs> I went, oh, oh. And then he said, remember, David danced before me with all his might. Mm. Not my might, his might. Mm. And I began to realize and I said, well, Lord, there's no music. And I don't even know what I'm doing. He said, well, just move around. Praise me with your feet. So I was jumping around. I was singing a song. Mm-hmm. And I got I got to enjoying it. It went on for about an hour. I was all over the house. Man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sure I looked real funny. But, uh, you know, two, two left legs and all that. But uh, anyway, I had a great time. And when I finished, I said, Lord, I sure enjoyed that. He said, so did I. And then I saw in the spirit, I saw his hands come into the middle of the building and he pulled back a curtain Hmm. between the natural and the supernatural. And I began to realize that there's just a thin veil Hmm. between this natural and the supernatural realm. Hmm. And when he pulled the curtain back, the place was full of angels. Oh, wow. I mean, jammed with angels. But I looked at the back and there was an angel I'd never seen before. And he was, he was dressed in a three-piece suit mm. and he had a briefcase and he was sitting in the chair at the back, only one sitting. And he had one, you know, one arm over the one chair and, you know, he had his leg crossed and he looked at me like, I am bored with you. <laughs> and I said, Lord, who is that angel? He said, that's your angel of finance. In other words, angel of prosperity. Uh-huh. And I instantly said, what? Well, he hadn't been doing his job. <laughs> and the Lord said something to me that has it really changed my ministry. Mm. He said, you never gave him an assignment. Wow. And he's bored with you. I didn't realize I was supposed to. Wow. Until I found out that the angels hearken to the voice of the word. We're going we're gonna to get into that uh-huh. uh, more the next time that we share about the different ways to activate the angels. Wow. And so I began to activate that angel the way the Lord told me to. And I, the Lord said, how much, how much is it you need? Speak it out. Uh-huh. I said, I need $50 minimum every week just to make, it. I have to have $50. Now, now I probably would have said, Lord, I need a lot more than that. But yeah. <laughs> I was just getting started in my faith. And I said, I need at least $50. And, I, and he said, well, call that out, call it in. Mm-hmm. and uh, commission the angels and speak that out of your mouth and use 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 the scripture and quote it and don't say anything opposite mm-hmm. and so i was real careful with my words begin to call in that 50 dollars every week in the name of jesus and uh, knowing the angels were going to hearken to that word 
and go for it. And sure enough, in about four days, I went to the P.O. box we had, and there was a letter in from a man who lived probably 30 minutes away from the church. I never knew this man, never heard this man, didn't know anything about him, never met him even. He said, I heard about your ministry, and God told me to send you $50 every week wow. for as long as you pastor that church. Wow. And every week we'd go to the mailbox and there was a letter, encouraging letter, encouraging our ministry mm -hmm. and a check for $50 made out to us personally. That's amazing. Yeah. That's activating that angel of prosperity. Can I tell you about something that I'm loving right now? Yes, I know. It's this important to interrupt the episode. I heard a friend the other day saying how her husband is drinks so much coffee, he actually wired up a source of water to their coffee maker so that he doesn't have to refill it. She said he drinks six to seven cups of coffee a day. And it made me think about the founder of this product that I have been loving called Magic Mind, that he was in that same position and he actually developed a heart condition from drinking so much coffee. Now you might not drink that much coffee, but I do enjoy me a cup or two of coffee a day but I don't always love how it makes me feel. It apparently raises your cortisol and can actually elevate your anxiety. Um, it can, if it does this to you, it makes me shaky. And so I love learning about things that are healthy for my body and help my body perform best, but don't hurt my body. And that's where Magic Mind comes in. So the founder who developed the heart condition created this product called Magic Mind that is a matcha base. And it has all kinds of extra whole ingredients like uh, cordyceps mushrooms and ashwagandha, which helps you regulate stress, helps you keep your chill and your brain function optimally so that you have that alert focus and you have energy that coffee helps you with. But it goes even longer because your body processes it more slowly which is amazing. And so I got to try it for a few weeks and I need to buy me some more actually because I ran out, but it is incredible. So if you want to try it out, it actually helps you with your mental focus, helps you with your clarity, helps your energy last longer, but it's good for your body. It actually helps rebuild neurons in your brain, which is incredible. And it's over there at magicmind.com slash Jan for January, J-A-N, Java with Jen. That's the link. The link is in the show notes, so you don't have to memorize it. And if you use my code JWJ20, you can save 50% off of a subscription or 20% off of a one-time purchase to try it out. Um, you can also find it at Sprouts if you'd like to give it a try, uh, just kind of without any subscriptions or whatever, but my code is not good at Sprouts, so be mindful of that. So if you order it online to try it out, you're going to love it. Um, I found, ladies, that it actually made my period ease up as well. And I think it's because of the ashwagandha in it that helps calm the system and helps calm anxiety. So I would go check it out. I was drinking it during a time when my husband actually was fired. And there was a whole lot of turmoil at his workplace. And sure enough, I was so chill the entire time. I think the peace of God was part of that. But I think the ashwagandha and this product really helped me stay stable and offer strength to my husband during that time. So all that to say, go check it out. The link is in the show notes. And yes, you just heard about this awesome product for three minutes of your life. Now let's get back to talking about angels. I love that. Okay, I have a question. Sure. Um, 
so it's funny. I actually had a vision similar to what you described, different, but similar um, years back when Stephen was on a missions trip. And I've actually had a number of angelic encounters. And this one, I was in the bathroom just blow drying my hair. And I think I remember my head was upside down and I'm blow drying. And suddenly I become aware of a presence in the room very close to me. And and it was seemed like it was kind of off to my left or whatever. And so I kind of, you know, I looked, didn't see anything. But in my spirit, I could still sense something was standing there. And so I kind of finally clued in like, oh, I think that's an angel. And so I asked the Lord, I was like, who's this angel? And what's he about? You know, like, I don't ever talk to the angels directly. I right, just no, ask no. the Lord about them. And, um, yes. and so the, I don't even remember what the Lord told me. I just remember that. I think he said, I think he said, this angel is here to, to help you, but you need to give him a job or something like that. And so, but I remember at some point in this encounter, I had a vision of the people like the city and like I was, I was going into people's homes, into their cars, into their workplaces. And I was seeing these angels that were assigned to people and they weren't doing it, doing anything. And maybe that, maybe that was the association. This job is this angel was sitting there and he just didn't really have a job or standing there and um, waiting for an assignment. And, and so in this, these angels weren't doing anything. And I saw one in particular, he had like a briefcase and he was sitting there bored looking. And mm -hmm. I was like, Lord, what is, why does he look bored? And he said, he said, my people, their, their mouths are not full of my word. And so there are no instructions for my, for their angels. They need to activate and, and give these angels assignments. And so that was more of a revelation for me to be giving the angels that have been assigned to me assignments, you know? And, um, and so there's been different times in my life that I have felt felt a lack. Maybe we need to break through in a situation. Maybe it's a financial lack. Maybe it's a healing lack. Maybe it's something. And it feels like no matter what we do, we can't get on top of it. And so I see those as opportunities to engage with the yeah. Lord's angels and be like, God, we need right. some angelic help here. Um, and so, you know, giving them assignments, but one question I've asked the Lord, because it feels like there's been a number of times that I've had to go back and say, God, where'd that prosperity angel go? I need him back. I need him to come back to the job, you know? And, yeah, um, and yeah. so just a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was in that place and I was like, look, like, how does this work? Do I need to like every 24 hours, I've got to give him a new job or like reassign him. I was like, how long do they hang around doing their job? Like, how long does this go on? Because I need to know how often I need to be praying these things. And so I, I that's probably a totally juvenile thing to ask. But I was like, how does this work? And maybe, maybe my words were conflicting. And so he was then taken off the job or so I don't really know how it works. But can you give me insight on that? Yes, that um that Psalm 103 and verse 20, bless you, the Lord, his angels that excel in strength, that hearken, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice mm -hmm. of the word. And when I looked up the voice of the word, um, we're the ones that gives voice to the word. Mm -hmm. But when you look up the word voice, it means inflection or frequency. Mm -hmm. So it's not just reading the word out loud. It's getting a revelation of that meaning of that word, the understanding of that word on the inside of your heart. Mm. In other words, it, it's a flame in you. It's a fire in you. The word gets into you. Mm. Then you speak it out of your mouth. When you speak it out of your mouth under the revelatory power of the Holy Spirit, which simply means the Holy Spirit's revealed that scripture to you. Mm -hmm. You have understanding, you have revelation, you you 
you kind of know in your heart what that word means. And it's, it's alive. It's real in you inside, not in your head, but in your heart. Mm -hmm. When you speak that out, the angels hear it and they hear the sound mm. of his word. Yeah. They hear the inflection. They hear the revelation. And to the angel, it sounds like God himself speaking it. Mm. And they know they have to do it. Yeah. They know they have to engage that word and bring it to pass. So, it, yeah, our words, you know, uh, the same thing with Daniel in Daniel chapter 10, mm. where the angel said, I have come for your words. Mm. I've come for your words. The whole reason I showed up is because of the words. Wow. So we got to be careful. Remember, if we're speaking the word of God with the revelation in our heart, the angels are active. But when we speak opposite of the word, number one, the angels are not going to be helping us mm -hmm. because they can't do opposite of the word. Right. They can only do the word. But the demon spirits will pick up on anything opposite of God's word and do it. Yeah, that's fair. So it's important what we speak. And I believe what comes out of our mouth comes into our life. Mm -hmm. That our words are more creative than we know. Could it be the life we live today is based on the words we spoke? yesterday mm, that's good and so we want to be careful that you you program your own life mm. in fact uh there's a passage in fact there's seven different types of authority that god gave to adam and eve in the garden from mm -hmm. chapter one through chapter three and one of those is you i want you to dress the garden i want you to keep it well the word dress the garden means create the garden the way you want it to be well, before they sinned, they never had to get their hands dirty. Mm. So how would they create that? How would they make that? They'd do it with their words like God did. Yeah. They learned from God. Yeah. So I, I had a vision in the spirit and I was taken in the spirit all the way back. And I saw Eve looking in the garden saying, you know, I want some nice vines over here. So she just began to just speak. I speak vines over here mm. are growing. Then she went somewhere else in the garden, came back, and there were vines growing. She went to another place and said, I want some fruit trees. And she was speaking about, I speak fruit trees over here, on, right, right here to grow. She went somewhere else in the garden, came back, and there were fruit trees. Mm. So we dress our own garden. What is the garden? It's our life. Yeah. yeah. And so we yeah. got to make sure we take God's word, studying it, meditate on it, pray over it, let it come alive inside of us, and then speak that out. Amen. And in a creative way, because the word is creative. Well, and that reminds me of the proverb. It's I think it's Proverbs 17, 18, 18, 17, somewhere in there that it says that the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. You know, there's something about being intentional and full of revelation that love it. There's got to be a revelation inside for us to love something, you know, and That's so. Right. That makes perfect sense. And it also makes sense. All of my listeners who believe in affirmations and decrees, there's a reason that the world has caught on to this because God set this as a precedent in nature, in, in the way that he created the world. It's, it's, it's the way he did it. And he made man in his image. And so it's, it's intrinsically built into us that our words create life and our words create power. And so our create realities. And so this whole getting a revelation of the word and speaking it so angels can act on our behalf that's built into the systems of nature and and humanity that god put there and so the world's figured it out they're taking full advantage of it with affirmations while christians over here are squabbling oh, it's teenage 
<laughs> yeah, and and even plant life. If you yeah. if if you cuss you, you know you cuss out your plants and you speak evil over your plants and you know I hate you plant you're not gonna you're not gonna do this you're not gonna do that. Uh, the plants don't do well. I mean, they've even done uh, you know different experiments with it, mm -hmm. and other people come in and just speak blessing over their plants and speak well over their plants and the plants flourish. Yeah. So everything, because God created everything, how? By words. Mm -hmm. Therefore, and they say all of matter vibrates. Yep. All of it does. Well, when God spoke, his words were vibrating. Mm -hmm. So his words simply created matter by the vibration of his word. Yep. Therefore, everything is governed by that vibration of his word, and it has to respond to it. Wow. Everything, so even gold and silver. If, if people would know it, you, and you start calling gold and silver in, in the name of Jesus, I command gold and silver to come into my life according to the word of God. You got to get a revelation of that. Yeah. You can't just say it. You got to know that God said the silver and the gold is mine, you know, mm -hmm. but then he has given that blessing unto his children mm -hmm. and when you understand that god will do that in your life i believe we can even call money into our life yep. by words based on the study of the bible the study of the revelation of the word of god and get the scripture on it yeah that's Don't try so well to do something without a revelation of the word and you, you've shared before the passage that talks about that the word which is revealed belongs to the sons of man or something yes. like that. What's that passage? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. The things that are revealed. Oh, yeah, that's Deuteronomy 29, 29. That's it. The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things that are revealed belong to us. Mm. So when we get a revelation of God's word, mm -hmm. that now belongs to us. Yeah, we have a right to it because it's been revealed. Yeah, and therefore we speak that revelation out, claiming that based on the fact that it's been revealed. Because according to Revelation, it's yours. Yeah, you have no revelation, you have no manifestation. You have mm -hmm. revelation, you have manifestation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The word will come to life. And I, I, I bet you that connects to over in Isaiah. I think it's Isaiah where it talks about that. Um, the word of God will not return void. Yeah. And yeah, I had I done a study. Yeah. I'd done a study one time of like the word of God will not return void. And that's that, that refers to, if I remember correctly, the revealed Rama spoken word of God, but then over in uh, the new test or not the new Testament in Genesis, when God created the world, the Lord gave me a revelation one time that when he said, you know, let, let there be light. And then at right. the end of every day, he said, and it was good. And that right. original text, meaning it was what he imagined it would be like, exactly. it was good because it was what he imagined. And it was so his revelation. Yeah. It's that that's the power of the revelation of, of in our imaginations is because yeah. the vision there and then the speaking it, it works in partnership together, which we're getting on a whole nother, whole nother yeah. topic here, but, um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But it, it's, so power, it's so powerful because revelation is synonymous with light mm. and darkness. Light, see, darkness is the lack of revelation. Light mm. is the fullness of revelation. Mm. And with revelation, with light comes sight. Mm -hmm. You can see, what are you seeing? You're seeing what the word says. Yes. In other words, that's where 
the a Holy Ghost imagination kicks in. Yeah. Because then you can see it. I know something about God in his word. And I know this. God saw it before he said it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the reason he saw it is because it was alive in his heart. Mm. It was a revelation and the light, which he is the light in his word is the light was shining brightly. Mm. And he saw it. He said it. And it was created. And mm. it's the same way for us. That's so good. That's so good. And I love, I love that the revelation of his word is what gives us the faith and substance to speak it because that keeps us dependent upon the word of God. Exactly. Because when something is revealed to you, you automatically have faith for it. Mm-hmm. That revelation brings the faith level. Yeah. It imparts the faith. In other words, faith is the substance. Mm-hmm. Faith is the substance. And that substance is what you're actually speaking out of your mouth. It's the revelation of the word of God, which is mm-hmm. the substance. And so it takes a substance to make a substance. Yeah. It takes the substance to get you the substance. Wow. <laughs> That's really good. Okay. So that's warring angels. They fight yeah. on our behalf. Prosperity angels can bring yeah. increase. Healing right. angels is your next yeah. one. Yes. The healing angels. I found that in John chapter five, beginning with verse one through five. And there was a, a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda, having five porches. We want to keep that in mind, five porches. In these lay a great multitude of, of uh, impotent folk, blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down. An angel went down at a certain season into the pool, troubled the water, and whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in was made whole of whatsoever disease they had. Mm-hmm. So there was an angel that would trouble the waters, and whoever was the first one to get in was healed. In other words, that was a healing angel. Now, Jesus comes along here at the pool of Bethesda, and basically what that angel was doing, see, that healing that that angel brought was the healing that came from Jesus, Mm -hmm. the healer. And so what the angel was doing was bringing a portion of the ministry of Jesus and releasing it into the water, and whoever got in first. Notice this was before grace. Notice there's five porches. Mm -hmm. This is grace. And what chapter is it? Chapter five. (laughs) So we're seeing the grace now. Jesus comes with his full ministry and says, hey, you want to be healed? Get on walk. You don't have to wait for the angel to come at this point because I'm here right now. Mm -hmm. Now, when we understand that, are there healing angels today? And the answer is yes, there are. Mm -hmm. And they're stirring up the healing waters, so so to speak, which is the water of life, the water mm-hmm. of the spirit. We today need to understand that they're available. And I've been in services where the angels came in and healed everybody. Mm-hmm. I, one time in Russia, 800 people, all of them got healed at once. Wow. I never touched anybody. What happened? Healing angels flooded that place. Mm-hmm. And everybody who lifted their hand who needed a healing was healed. Say, so how do you know? Because we asked them through a translator in Russian, 
check your body. If you've been healed, lift your hand. Wow. Everybody checked their body. Everybody lifted their hand. Everyone confessed they received the healing from God. Wow. Those are the healing angels. That's awesome. That's awesome. So how would miracle angels be different? Well, I think it's because a healing and a miracle is a little bit different. Some people think it's the speed of it, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's the creativeness of it. Hmm. It's the creativeness of it that makes it a miracle as opposed to just a healing. Okay. And uh, for instance, let's say that somebody has lost a kidney. Okay. And then they get in a service where the God's glory is coming. And one of those miracle angels is involved in this. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden there's another kidney there. Mm. Or like when I was uh, near Chicago and God recreated an eyeball mm. in a 12 year old voice, you know, right eye. That had to be so uh, crazy to watch. Oh, we watched it happen. We watched God recreate the eyeball. Mm. And everybody did. But you know what I noticed? I noticed people were in shock because it was such a creative miracle Mm -hmm. that the 70 or 80 people that was there that night had their mouths open (laughs) and their eyes like saucers. Uh And I kept trying to get them. Come on, let's praise the Lord. Because the boy could see perfectly out of that eye, see, that Uh was blind. In fact, it wasn't just blind. He only had a milky mass. He didn't even have an eyeball. And God created an eyeball for him and he could see perfectly out of that eye. And I was testing it, both eyes. And the best eye was the one God recreated. He could see even better. And I I was telling everybody, come on, let's praise the Lord. And everybody for, I don't know how long it was, but they had their mouths open and their eyeballs like saucers. I couldn't, they were in total shock. Yeah. And I said, Lord, why were they in shock? He said, because of unbelief. Oh, wow. They didn't really believe that I could do that kind of thing today. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. That's incredible. Now, um, okay, well, I guess I'll let you keep going because I have so many questions that come up, but we'll let you keep going or I'm going to slow us down. To give a scripture for the miracle (laughs) angels, it's found in Judges 13, uh, verse 17 through 18. Again, if you get the book, all the scriptures are there. That's good. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, what is thy name? That when thy sayings come to pass, we may do the honor. Because the angel came and said, you're going to have this child. He, he became Samson. See, mm-hmm. eventually. And the angel of the Lord said unto him, why askest thou thus after my name, seeing it is secret? Mm-hmm. Now, when you look up the word secret in Hebrew, the it doesn't just it doesn't just have one Hebrew word. It has two Hebrew words. One word is the word wonderful, okay, mm-hmm. or wonder. The second Hebrew word, which is P-A-L-A, it would be the English pronunciation. It means miracles. Mm. So it said, my name is Wonderful Miracles. Oh, I love it. Isn't that awesome? That's so cool. And, and that came. And all they had to do basically was believe mm. what the angel was telling them. And they made sacrifice and they, they worshiped and received that word. And uh, this older couple was able to have a child wow. and named him Samson. Uh, wow. Yes. Isn't that awesome? That's so cool. Now, now here's another one that I really, really love because I so enjoy the word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it when God tells me details about people that I don't know. And only God can do that because he's the one who knows it. Mm-hmm. But in, in Acts chapter 10, verse 1 through 5, we're going to talk about the angel of the word of knowledge. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't hear a lot about that. Mm-mm. But there's an angel that actually 
And I've had that angel come stand by my side and talk to me and tell me names, tell me illnesses, uh, give me a vision of someone's body. It just looks like a, what I'm actually seeing is an x-ray vision of their bones or or where the illness is or where the, the sickness is. Mm -hmm. And it's found in Acts 10, 1 through 5. And there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius. Okay, He was an Italian. He, he was not a Jew. A centurion of the band called the Italian band. Mm -hmm. A devout man. And one that feared God. With all his house, gave much alms to the people. He wasn't allowed to give tithes and offerings to the synagogue because he wasn't a Jew. And you read a book of Acts, you'll find out Paul tried to take some Gentiles in to the synagogue and he got thrown out and they wouldn't even let Paul back in. Mm. So it was tough to get in the synagogue and that's where you gave tithes and offerings. Mm. So what did he do? You can't keep a giver from giving. If you stop him in one area, he'll give it in another area. Yeah, fair <laughs> And so he gave to the poor because that's the only way they would allow him to give. Mm. And he didn't have to have any permission for them. He just found the poor people and began just pour it on them because they wouldn't let him give tithes and offerings in the, in the synagogue. And it said that he gave much alms, much, I like that word, mm. and prayed to God always. Mm. So he was given, he was praying, he was devout, he loved God, he was dedicated to God. All of those things are important. And it said this, he saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying, Cornelius, when he looked on him, he was afraid. And he said, what is it, Lord? And he said, thy prayers and thy alms are come up from memorial before God. Now send men to Joppa. Now notice the information. Here's this word of knowledge angel. He's going to give information, detail, detail. Mm -hmm. Send men to Joppa. Now Joppa is a place in Israel. I've been there many times. Send men to Joppa, call for one Simon, that's the name of somebody that he didn't know, whose surname is Peter, Simon Peter, you know, mm -hmm. more than one name, right? <laughs> he lodged with one, Simon and Tanner. So the name of the guy he's staying with and the occupation. Wow. And his house is by the seaside. That's an address. Mm -hmm. he, had, he had a seaside address. Yeah. And I've been there. Hey, man, wow. it's by the seaside. Wow. And then here's this. He's going to tell you what you ought to do, which really is a word of wisdom. Mm -hmm. Future. Okay. All of this came. Now, I have been in meetings mm -hmm. where that angel would stand by my side and would tell me someone's name. Wow. And, 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 and he doesn't always tell me that, that person's name. Sometimes I just, you know, somebody, you know, the angel will appear and he might say the word Ryan. Ryan. All of a sudden I'm hearing Ryan. And that's all I hear. Mm. <laughs> and I'll, I'll look around and say, who's Ryan? What, why am I hearing Ryan? And, and nine times out of 10, it'll be someone right next to me. Mm -hmm. You know, and the next thing he says, you know, he'll it, give me something about an illness or a birthday or a situation or something that person has need of. Yeah. And I, and I have to, I have to use a lot of faith. And just speak it out because <laughs> I don't know all that, you know. And, and and then it it builds the faith in the people yeah. to receive miracles. And even sometimes that miracle is the faith to believe that God's going to touch that loved one. Mm -hmm. And that yeah. God's going to do a miracle for them. Yeah. And so words of knowledge can never stand alone. They're always meant to connect with healing or prophecy mm -hmm. 
or something else that God that's redemptive yeah, that's going to yeah. bless somebody. Yeah. Words of the angel of word of knowledge will give you word of knowledge, but it will connect you. And this is what happens to me, and I love this. When I get a word of knowledge, the gift of faith starts kicking in, mm. particularly when I hit it right on. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll get a name and an illness. And so I'll speak that out, you know, mm-hmm. and then people connect with it. The gift of faith is there. Then with the gift of faith, the gift of faith activates working of miracles mm-hmm. and gifts of healings. And so that's why this is so important for me mm-hmm. is because it activates faith in me, but it activate, activates faith for the person I'm ministering to. Yeah. Then all of a sudden they go, you don't know me. You don't know nothing about me. Mm-hmm. It must be God that told me. Well, I better, I better listen to what he has to say. I, I better receive from the Lord. Yes. And they do. And that's where we've seen some of the greatest creative miracles after that. And I think, I think words of knowledge become so healing in and of themselves to the soul because it like I cry every single time I'm witnessing people receiving words from you or, or even that I've given given words to, because it makes them feel so deeply seen and known and like they matter. And that's, I think what makes the prophetic ministry and the words of knowledge so powerful for people so that it's not just healing on a practical sense, but it's, it's healing in such an internal way that like God sees me, I'm on his radar and he loves me. Cause we can forget that, you know, we just, in our humanity, we can forget that. Um, so there was one time speaking of words of knowledge, there was one time I shared this with Sean Bowles when I, um, sent him an email about being on his show and I was reading his book actually, I think called God Secrets or something. God Secrets, I've read it. Yeah, yeah it's so good. I, and, I actually uh, heard him teach it in Pas- Pasadena, California. I went there. Oh, did you? I heard him teach it when he first came out with the book. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And he so, activated me and I started giving names to the guy, people sitting next to me. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. So, yeah. so I love that you mentioned activating. So when you get around a prophet and they're teaching, you can actually get activated in your prophetic gifts by being around them. I learned that from Phil. And then I've experienced that from being connected to Phil's ministry. And, um, but in reading this book, I think the book itself was activating because it activated you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, there was a guy sitting next to me. I was sitting outside the pool at my sister's house in Los Angeles. And, um, And I started just knowing some things about him. And so I I was sitting there trying to figure out how to like broach the conversation, you know, and like get it started. And so we're both laughing about a squirrel that was running around. And so I took the opportunity and I looked at him and I was like, hey, are you um, are you a musician by chance? And he looks at me that enough was to that was enough to impress him. You know, he looks over and he was like how did you know that? I was like, oh, you can ask half the population if they're musicians. And, um, and so I continued with the things that the Lord was showing me. And as I kept talking, I kept seeing more. And I shared with him, I was like, I was like, you used to write music and you kind of put it down for a time because you kind of gave up, you got discouraged on your dreams of music. And he was like, yes. And I was like, well, so then the, the word of knowledge, built his faith, but then it was like the Lord gave me a word of wisdom or like instruction for him. And so it was then I said, well, I feel like the Lord is telling me that you need to get back in church and, and that, that used to be an outlet for your music, but the Lord wants to make that an outlet for your music again, but you need to be faithful to write. I need to be faithful to get back in church and to begin to serve the Lord again with your gift. And he'll begin to create 
musical opportunities for you. And so his mind was like blown and uh, apparently it was, it was all right on, but where you just said a word of knowledge will, will be followed with something. I realized it was followed with a word of wisdom and instruction. It was. And that was the redemptive part. Mm -hmm. And the Lord had showed that to me through another minister that said, anything God does has a redemptive side. If it doesn't have a redemptive side, it's not God. Yeah. And you know, the psychics and people who operate in the wrong spirit, there's nothing they have to say that's redemptive. Mm. They never point you to God. They never, you know, they give you a false hope. Everything is, it's not about the Lord when it comes to them. And it's, you know, it's about lifting them up or doing something, lifting somebody else up. But yeah. it's never about lifting up Jesus. And it's never, a, a, never redemptive. Redemptive meaning bringing someone either to the Lord or closer to the Lord. Yeah. That's redemption. Yeah. And everything God does, he does it to do that. Yeah. And I think, I think it helps me. And I think everyone who hears this needs to uh, get a hold of this and make this your own. Mm-hmm. I focus on that mm-hmm. as much as giving a word of knowledge or as much as giving a prophecy. I want everything to be redemptive. And I, I'm listening and I'm looking and I'm believing God for the redemptive connection. Yeah. Whether it's a word of wisdom, whether it's prophecy, whether it's healing, whether it's encouragement in their walk with the Lord or mm. encouragement to get back in church, you know, uh, and serve the Lord because the Lord has plans for you. Yeah. That's redemptive. That is. And, and we want that redemptive part. That's so good. Okay, so we've hit about five of these different angels and and we included a lot of extra. So I don't want to make this episode too long. But yeah. um, but so for those of you who are curious, the other six angels that he was going to talk about, which you can learn about in his book, is guardian angels, intercessory angels, messenger angels, angels of God's presence, harvesting angels. And angels assigned at birth. Okay, wait. I have a story that goes with the harvesting angels. So yeah. I, I, I'll i I'll share this and then you can, maybe we can touch it very lightly. But um, I just want to throw that out there. I, I put those out there because I know some of those are going to be interesting to you guys. And so you just really want to go get his book because especially when you talked about how revelation is part of how we activate this stuff in our life. If you get that book and you start reading and studying, it's going to activate all kinds of faith and revelation about yes. this. It will, it can literally change your life, your spiritual okay. life. And so, okay. um, but harvesting angels, that kind of triggered me in a triggered a memory when I was, when uh, Judah was a baby, I remember he was like little, he's my oldest, he's 17 now. And so that's back when I had early met prophet Phil. Um, And I remember I was sitting down to do some laundry or maybe watch a movie. I think it was laundry. And and I felt the Lord prompts me to go out to the backyard, to the back porch. And I just felt kind of drawn to go out there. And so I couldn't shake it. So I finally got up and I went out to the back porch and I was like, okay, Lord, what's on your heart? Like, what do you, what are you looking for? What do you want in a polite way? And, um, and so the Lord was like, generally, I want you to shout some praises, shout my praises. And just like how the Lord had challenged you to dance and it brought this revelation, uh, he's giving me an instruction. Right. And so I was like, shout your praises. And I was like, okay. But then I was thinking, oh, the neighbors will hear me, you know, I'm in the backyard. And so I, I started out kind of gently and I was like, okay, Lord, I love you. I love you. And I just felt like the Lord was like, ahem. I asked you to shout. <laughs> and I was like, Ugh. and so finally I was like, whatever, they'll hear me. Okay. So I just started yeah. shouting his praise. I was like, God, you're amazing. And I love you. And you're awesome. And you're so powerful, you know, and I just started shouting these praises. And so within like 
three seconds of me obeying, suddenly, kind of like you mentioned, I saw curtains pulled back, like old style theater, red velvet curtains pulled back with the gold fringe and everything, just kind of pull back and I could see into uh, the throne room of heaven. And as I'm looking into the throne room, I see the father on my left, but Jesus is on his right. You know, Mm -hmm. I see the father and I see Jesus at his side sitting there and I couldn't see the father's face. It just was glowing, but I could see Jesus. And then I saw all these angels. They had been worshiping him with me. I I saw kind of the tail end of them being like, yes, you're awesome. Yes, you're growing. Yes, we love you. And I saw them worshiping and echoing with me. But then after, after a moment, I saw all of them turn and look at me. And, and it was like, there was angels peeking around the corner of the curtains. And like, it was like heaven was holding its breath as it was staring at me. And, and it took me a second, I'm taking it all in. And I was like, what are they waiting on? And then I realized they were staring at me, waiting for me to open my mouth. Yes. And I was like, oh, oh, what do I say? And so I felt like the, 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 not the pressure, but the holiness of the moment, the intensity of the moment of like. I better, I better pick something good, you know? And so I was like, Lord, I don't know what to say. I was like, what should I pray for? And he said, ask that I would release my harvesting angels. Now at that point, I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't know there was harvesting angels. And so I was like, okay. And so I just said, Lord, I ask that you'd release harvesting angels. And the moment I said, har, (laughs) I didn't finish the word. I just said, har and literally the sky lit up. They flew like light everywhere. They just, it was like, and it was like floods of light everywhere as they were flying into people's homes, into people's cars where people were sleeping. It was like, they flew to people. And of course, seeing this, it struck all this awe in me. And I was like, that's incredible. You know, I start freaking out. And then, so then the angels turn back to the father. They all will start worshiping him with me and they're all celebrating and we're all clapping and excited. And then they turn and they look at me and they wait again. And this happened about two or three times. Wow. And I don't remember the other things that I prayed for. Um, but then the scene kind of closed and, and I I walked away with this huge experience in this moment. And it, it taught me a couple of things. It taught me the power of worship opening heaven to us. And, and it taught me that heaven literally wants to do our bidding in the earth. Heaven is waiting for us. These angels are waiting. God is waiting. He's given us a responsibility and they were literally waiting for my words. But then it also showed me the importance of the weight of my words, like choose carefully, you know, your words are being waited on by heaven. And, um, and then it taught me that harvesting angels are a thing too. (laughs) So they are, they are. And I'm so glad you shared that because Again, that drives that very revelation in mm-hmm. that the angels are really sent to help us, yeah. but they're waiting on us. Mm-hmm. They're waiting on our prayers and our praise and our love and our devotion to God mm-hmm. and our willingness to speak the revelation of the word of God out. Speak your faith. Yeah. You know, and angels are, are going to operate according to the voice of the word, yeah, that revelation of the word of God out of your mouth. And if you don't speak it, they have nothing to do. And we, we just bore them. It's so and true. I, I wonder how many Christians who don't do not know this. And so they're saying opposite of the word and they're, they're complaining and they're talking about how bad everything is. None of that activates the angels in our behalf. Mm-hmm. Now it, it can activate some demons mm-hmm. against us. Yeah. 
But, you know, people say, well, you know, uh, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That is the biggest lie there is. There is nothing that'll hurt us more than words. And there's nothing that'll bless you more than words. Yeah. You just have to get the right words in your heart and the right words in your mouth. Yeah. How do you get it in your heart? Well, read the word of God, study the word of God, meditate on the word of God, yeah. pray the word of God, praise the word of God, yeah. and then begin to speak the revelation of that word as that word comes alive in your heart and call those things to be not as though they were and mm -hmm. speak creative things based on his word. Yeah. And we're, we're going to see angels activate that. I mean, That's that activates so the angels That's to so activate good. the miracles. That's so true. And I love to, in that experience, like so many times people will take this case Sarah Sarah approach to, to Christian life of like, well, if God wills it, it will be. And I'm like, you're missing the point. God willed that those harvesting angels be released. He even, he even spoke the words to me, but it wasn't until I opened my mouth that those angels took flight. And so that also showed me like there's, there is an extremely uh, crucial role that we play in partnering with God's desires in the earth that is dependent on us, you know, and, and when we take that case, Sarah, Sarah approach, what, what God's will is, it'll, it'll just happen. That's not entirely true because he has built this thing to be a partnership with us. And so with all of that, that thought of partnership, we're going to end this episode here because in our next episode, we're going to talk about how to activate the angels. And you guys have gotten little teasers of it kind of woven throughout here um, because it's just too good. We get getting ahead of ourselves. But in the next episode, Prophet Phil is going to talk through how to intentionally activate angels in your life, because this is part of the authority God's given us in the earth and the responsibility that we have in this earth as spiritual dominion takers and dominion holders in this world. So Prophet Phil, let people know how they can connect with you in case they want to get your book or get on your email list. Yes. There's a couple of ways you can do as far as the, the books that I have. And I've, I think we've written like 64 books mm. and as well as uh, my dissertation, which is two very, very thick books. That's also on Amazon. Um, I think they're going for like $101 a piece because I have part one, part two, and it's, it's, it's 420 pages, a manual, part one and part two, and it covers everything, all the scriptures in the old and new Testament, or most of them based on personal prophecy, based on how to hear the voice of God, how to be used by God. And, uh, I cover both the, the old and new Testament and bring you up to date on it. And wow. so it, it's, uh, it's an intensive study. Yeah. And, and all of that is on Amazon. If you want to go on Amazon, if you so desire, mm -hmm. you can go on Amazon, uh, Christian books under uh, Philip Rich or some of my books under Dr. Philip Rich. And that's Philip with two L's. So Philip Rich and uh, look up the different books. And if, also, you can get on my website, drphilrich.com, D-R-P-H-I-L-R-I-C-H.com, all lowercase. And you can get on there. And when you when you when you pull it up, there'll be three little dots at the top on the right. Click on those and it will pull it'll pull up everything that's basically in that website. Mm -hmm. But there's one thing you can click on and it's called the bookstore. And that will connect you directly to a lot of the books. The book, the revelation of the ministry of angels is the book we're talking about. Perfect. And there's many, many others. And so Feel free to order all of them that you want and enjoy them and let God do something in you because I really believe there's 
there is impartation with these books. Mm. There's revelation and impartation will change your life. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to hearing some of those wonder, wonderful things. Yes, me too. And, and, you know, I want to encourage those of you who are like unsure about getting his books. Um, there's something about when there's a prophetic anointing on something, whether it's something someone shares with you, just a revelation they have or a book that you're reading or whatever, when there's a prophetic anointing, which means it comes from a place of revelation and, and not only that, Phil lives the things that he writes in his book. So it's not just ideas that he's come about from research. It's not just revelation. It's also the fruit of his life that has come to maturity. It's not just seeds of knowledge. It's fruit of experience. Yes. And so when you read that stuff, it hits differently. It it It's like it unfolds even over time um, mm -hmm. as you meditate on it, as you think on it, as you read. It just hits different than a regular just informational book it it definitely has the ability to impart revelation to you so i encourage you to go get those books everyone i know that's read any of his books they're like this book is changing my life <laughs> so go check those out drphilrich.com you can go to his bookstore in the corner of his website um otherwise make sure that you're subscribed to java with jen wherever you're listening to this episode because you're going to want to make sure you don't miss the next one on how to activate angels in your life and why don't you right now Share this episode with two or three friends. If you loved this episode, just share it with two or three friends. Post it on social media. If you post it, make sure you tag me at Java with Jen on Instagram or Java with Jen podcast on Facebook because I love seeing when you guys are listening and then it helps get it in front of a lot more people that may not know that my show is out there. So thank you guys for listening. Thanks for staying in touch. Again, don't go anywhere because you're going to want to listen to the next episode next week. We will see you guys then. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. Listen, let's stay connected. Come follow me on Instagram at Java with Jen, where you can follow the latest and say, hey, it's a really great way to stay in touch. Many of you have also asked how you can support the show. You can make donations through the Anchor app or on Patreon, or of course, by sharing, rating, and reviewing on social media and iTunes as well. Your heartfelt feedback always reminds me why I do this. Also, don't miss our merch store where you can get super cool Java with Jen swag and coffee. Find it at javawithjenmerch.com. Until next time, remember, hearing God's voice is simple and he wants to be a part of your everyday life. See you next week.